This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I mean, that 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 was pathetic officiating. Anyone tuned in would have thought this would have been a Raiders podcast. The Cowboys secondary isn't all that. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and on this podcast, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game, and we bring you the hottest takes around. Well, here we are. We want to know. It's week two. It's Cowboys week. Back home. Uh, it is back home, isn't it, guys? It is at uh, SoFi, the greatest stadium in the world. It is. With Rivers Lake just outside. Uh, so we get our Gorgeous. first home game. It's just a bit. Uh, We're really excited, but it's going to be a different challenge to week one. I am joined by two of my co-hosts. First up is the man from London Town, John Moss Jr. Hello, Bez. It's a good job we're not doing this, or we weren't doing this yesterday. I woke up with a terrible cold, uh, had the second COVID jab, um, sounded like Darth Vader. Anyone tuning in would have thought this would have been a Raiders podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that second jab's made me a bit crazy. I woke up this morning wondering whether or not Mike McCoy was starting um, Dan Fouts' left tackle on Sunday. I'm okay now. I'm okay. I've got plenty of fluid, plenty of rest. I'm good to go. I'm supposed to be seeing you next week. Maybe I'll have to keep, you know, 60 <laughs> metres apart and just, or just not I'll be fine. <laughs> and we are also joined all the way from the California, John Ayres. How's it going? It's good to be back here, uh, broadcasting live from the hashtag Herbert Hanger. Uh, <laughs> today, uh, I've got an exciting new segment where I have some special uh, guest coming in to give us a little bit of a preview on the Cowboys. Oh, surprise guest. <laughs> He's, uh, this, this might be a weekly segment of, uh, of, this, of this guy coming in. He's going to be able to give us a nice weekly update of our opponent because he travels all the time so tony romo's coming into the studio man what the heck what a coup that is not quite but we'll see who we'll see who the special guest is i'm I'm really excited um big shout out you know thanks dan for tuning in we miss you get well soon um and also curtis can't wait to have you on soon uh for your episode debut enjoy your meet it uh and uh you know we'll get you on soon so you know it is Gentlemen, week two, it is a big game. It's America's team, you know, big supported franchise up against Dallas. <laughs> um, we take it home. We, we, you know, they blew it apart in week one in the air. They went to um, uh, Amari Cooper, who won me a fantasy week with an incredible, incredible game. CeeDee Lamb, absolutely phenomenal. Dak Prescott was great. You know, what do we think the biggest challenges are? Coming into week two, are we are we thinking that we've got some good matchups? What are we fearful for, guys? Go on, John. I'll let you go first. Um, for me, it's it's really going to be what uh, is this a defensive uh, back set going to do against the wide receivers for the Cowboys? For me, that's the biggest question mark coming in because they've got a lot of talent, a lot more talent than Washington. So. Uh, you know, depending on, you know, who's lined up where, obviously getting pressure is going to be the name of the game for us. Uh, that's really 
what we want to see out of out of out of this as defense is getting pressure. And uh, but if we can't get pressure and Dak has time, uh, I mean, it's really scary proposition trying to figure out how we're going to cover C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. Both guys are explosive. Both guys can make big plays at any time. And every time they touch the ball, I'm going to hold my breath because we've had tr- tackling troubles in the past with our DBs. And I just worry that if any of those crop up, we're going to give up some big plays quickly. And, you know, the last thing we want to do is is turn this into a massive shootout where we're trying to score 40 points. So, you know, again, I think that's probably where we're headed anyways. I think both these offenses are are looking pretty primed and ready to go. So I think just seeing how our DBs match up against their wide receivers is going to be uh, something that I'm really interested in watching this weekend. Yeah, I mean – Kaiser White had a, had a great game in, in week one. Um, I think it was the uh, second-ranked highest-grade player on the Chargers' defence. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, under 40 yards against Tampa Bay, I think there'll be, there'll be certain players uh, on the on the Cowboys that will come in and try and rebound from that defeat. And that's what we've got to guard against is first game in our own building. They'll want to come and dominate, you know, uh, I think we've just got to guard against, I don't want to say complacency, but we've got to prevent Dallas from getting off to a fast start. If you looked at the Chargers last week, uh, we played against um, Washington. We started off with a really nice drive. We had the offensive rhythm. Washington got back into the game. Their their third-ranked defence started doing their job. But look, we stayed patient, and that's the key to it. We executed, especially in the fourth quarter, and that was the issue last season. And if we can just do that again, there's going to be times in this game when we're on the back foot. I saw it on Sunday, a lot of folk on Twitter saying, I'm tuning out, I've had enough. Come on, guys, this is Justin Herbert. John, question for you. Is this arguably the most exciting Chargers team in 15, 16 years? Uh, Maybe. It's hard to say, really. Obviously, the team, I think there's a lot of new excitement coming on right now but i think if you're going back that far and you're you're really talking about getting back to potentially going into the lt era you know i think he was that that was a special time when you had rivers and lt on the field at the same time i think there was a special offense out there i think the defense had some great players sean merriman lights out you know uh so it's hard for me to say that in the last um in the last 15 years, this is the most exciting team we've got we've we've fielded out there uh but i think it is very exciting uh, definitely m- way more exciting than the last five or six years. <laughs> I'll say that for sure. Uh, so, you know, it, it's yet to be seen again. We we didn't quite see the he- massive point output that I thought we would see from them in week one. And part of that, I think, is just drops and, and, and misfortune, right? I mean, you had you had Keenan Allen on that just very, very un-Keenan Allen-like drop uh, in, in the red zone area. If he'd called that in, would have been a first down, would have been more. We would have been right there threatening to score. Instead, we settled for a field goal. We had a He's nice dime. No, we had a nice dime pass jump ball to Mike Williams. I mean, Herbert put it exactly where you want to put it. Mike had it and he just couldn't haul it in. That should have been another touchdown. Uh, and then in, in another trip to the red zone, we had that just atrocious, just atrocious, fumble call i mean oh it just goodness what was that that about? is i mean that 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 was pathetic officiating and you know what you get it wrong that's fine someone had the wherewithal to review it and then go no nah, that's fine that definitely looks like a fumble uh that to me is just awful awful 
uh, officiating. But again, that cost us another potential touchdown opportunity there. So I think there, I mean, that game could have been a much higher scoring game. So I'm hoping they clean some of those little things up uh, and I'm hoping the officiating is better. Um, and so, and I'm hoping that, th- that they're going to be able to, you know, put some good points on the board. Cause I really don't think 20 points is going to be enough to win this one. So I want, I want to see as much flash and excitement. I want to see more passing yeah, uh, to Eckler. I want to get Eckler involved in that, uh, in, in that uh, passing game. And I think part of that is again, a result of the defense that they played Staley's signature is that he, uh, creates a defensive plan for every team he played against. And I believe that he has brought that vision to his offense as well and said, Lombardi, look, I don't care how good Eckler is catching the ball out of the backfield. Like based off the defensive matchup we're going to see, I don't think it's a good idea that we put him out there like that. I think it works better in our favor if we do a different thing with them. And I think that's what we saw. I don't think that's the same for the Cowboys defense. That defense is obviously got tore up by Tampa Bay. Uh, and I think that there's an opportunity for Eckler to get back into his old Eckler form. So I think what we're going to see is we're going to see Eckler back into his pass catching role a little bit more against uh, the Dallas defense. Uh, and it'll be exciting. I think well, it's going to be a mean, game. D- D- Demarcus Lawrence is out. That's a huge blow for, for Dallas. I was looking forward to him uh, squaring off against uh, Slater. That, that's not going to happen. Uh, it, it's, it's whether or not Dallas has now got enough in, in, in pass rush to actually disrupt the pocket. I mean, if you if you see the tweets from uh, putting out earlier on, you know, um, there's a great bit of footage on Twitter that we've we've retweeted at Charged Up Bolts. Seven man blitz, cover zero against Tom Brady, and he still found Gronk in the end zone. Okay, there's lots of question marks over 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 Dallas. But going back to your original question, Bez, I mean. For, for three quarters of that game against Washington, I was really happy. I had a smile on my face. I felt quite comfortable. It didn't feel like the charges of the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 not anxious, but I'm, I'm I'm kind of sort of can we can we do that again on Sunday? I, I want to see that. I don't want to be sat there with my heart racing, thinking this is a close game. I just want to see if we can come up with a similar game plan and and get some momentum going. You know, we, we had we had stops all over the place against Washington. Sante Samuel, he had, he had a couple of good stops. I mean, him and uh, Kaiser White for that uh, that first down on, on the Washington third yard line after, after Justin Herbert's interception. That didn't happen oh, two it, years ago. It didn't happen it, last year. I just like the hungry nature of it. You know, I was buzzing to, you know, I was watching them. I watched it back and see them buzzing around. Kaiser White comes in, the tackle, bring the guy down rip the ball out and who's the first person hungry to go and get that loose ball is K9. You know, Kenneth Murray, absolutely on it. That they clearly all the time, it was as it was building up in the game, were desperate to make a big impact. They were looking for the big play and, and it came to them and they made it. And I think going back to John's point about sort of the score, um I felt that Washington scored what they the most they could have scored. Right, they had the couple of periods where, and they were stifled. I don't think they they left many points on the field, whereas I think we did. Some calls went against us, and we looked electric, but we didn't quite deliver. So I think the potential for us to have scored ten more points at least was there, um, and I think we go into a Cowboys game where, you know, the comments, um, Curtis Egan's there is worried about their secondary. I, I agree. I think it's one that we can rip. Have you, have you seen Mike Williams absolutely taking the Mickey? They- 
that, that you know they're in for a nasty time on on Sunday against Williams and and um, and, and Keenan Allen and put Jared Cook into the mix there as well. You know that they, they are really getting beat. Their secondary is is not up to stack, and I think we've got to start exploiting that. I think the uh, the Chargers are sort of like sixty four percent passing plays on on Sunday against Washington. I expect that to go up, especially if they start. Uh, you know, uh, blowing coverages um, on our first drive. Look, Staley's too clever, in my opinion, to uh, not change the game. We start seeing weaknesses. I think going forward, once those cracks start appearing, either on the on the opposition's offense or defense, expect us to make the adjustments and capitalize on that. Something that we've not seen for a long time with the Chargers. Expect yeah. to see on Sunday, and this is going to be a great opportunity for us to, to do that. You know, Dak Prescott on his day is brilliant. Elliot on his day is brilliant. We've got to make sure that Thank they're you. average. And if they're average, it's good night. And Jerry Jones will make all the players walk back to Dallas. I just don't see it being as easy as we, we think. Um, there's two guys I'd like to turn our attention to now that had stellar week ones. Uh, and I want to know if you think they can maintain it going into week two. The first guy is Mike Williams, who turned up. He wasn't a bit part player. He was elite. He was absolutely on fire with his touchdown and with his few drops. But, you know, he was contributing constantly as a, as a foil to Keenan Allen on the other side. And the second is my man. Who is it? Rashawn Slater. Give me some stats, was on Sean Slater. Do you think he can keep it up? And then I'll come to John about Mike Williams. Slater was a highest-graded offensive lineman on the Chargers. Okay? Uh, his, his pass rush um, grade was something like 90-odd. This footage against Washington, I think it's sweat. I can't remember who the defensive lineman was. It was, it was basically, come on, bring it on. You, you ain't getting through me. He didn't allow one single pressure. Yes, he can. And he will keep performing to that level. There's there's a reason why we drafted him so highly. There's a reason why he was a uh, you know a first round draft pick. Um, the, the guy's a ball, and I, I think he's just got that mentality. He's got the ability. He's obviously learning, uh, and and certainly the, the coaching staff trust him. You're going to trust him as a first round pick. But yeah, absolutely. And because um, Lawrence is not playing, I don't want to say it's making his job easier. But it's like anything else. If you're not facing Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, you, you know, um, the, the top potent edge rushers in the game, it's something less to worry about. So, yes, absolutely he can. John, what do you reckon? So, Mike Williams and Schlater, can they keep it up? So, um, you know, I'm definitely not worried about Rashawn Slater right now. I mean, after, after, seeing, you know, after seeing what he was doing in camp uh, and then seeing – what he did in week one against two very, very good defensive ends. I mean, didn't matter if they tried to throw Montez Sweat at him. Didn't matter if they tried to throw um, Chase Young at him. He handled everything they threw at him, and he just dominated. And, you know, you've got both of the main pass rushing options uh, uh, for uh, the Cowboys out. So I don't really have any fear about that. However, um, you know, they do have Terrell Basham, and Basham – is talking about lining up opposite of Brian Bulaga. That's who I would worry about on the offensive line if I'm worrying. Uh, Bulaga's constantly injured. 
who knows what his health is going to be like. It, it, he may not last long before Storm Norton's in there. So I am kind of worried about that side of the line, but I have zero worries about Rashawn Slater. As far as Mike Williams goes, it feels like you're kind of trolling me a little bit by asking me how good I think Mike Williams is going to be after <laughs> uh, I famously said I would have no problem with them cutting him and saving the money and, and going elsewhere for wide receiver help. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens out there. I mean, I my assumption is, like you said, it, everything's going to change week to week as far as how the offense is get up, set up and how the usage is. But what makes me believe that you're going to see a similar type performance from Mike Williams this week is that he was doing so much more than his just general, hey, I'm going to run these routes and go after 50-50 balls. He was using his body and leverage, and he was boxing people out. He was making, you know, he's making the catch when he needed to make it in tight windows. I mean, he was getting open, kind of. I mean, he doesn't really create separation, but he was getting open in his way. Uh, I think Mike Williams had a great game. Again, I think, obviously, you're always going to be leaning on Keenan Allen because why wouldn't you? He's one of the best receivers in the league uh, for a reason. So I think you're always going to see them continue to lean on Keenan Allen. But I do think that um, that Mike Williams' role stays about the same. Yeah, they'll probably scheme him a little bit different. Um, you know, Mike McCarthy came out in a press conference and said that they he thinks that Justin Herbert throws a lot of 50-50 balls, so they're practicing against those. So who knows if that's real or not. Um, obviously we know that's not true about him throwing a bunch of 50, 50 balls, but you know, Mike McCarthy is an awful head coach. So, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. Um, but, uh, I think that, you, you know, you're going to see maybe a slightly different usage out of Mike Williams again, but I think he's still going to be heavily targeted. I think there's definitely a rapport there that he has with Justin Herbert. So I, I think, uh, yeah, I think if, especially from a fantasy perspective, if you're thinking about, you know, Hey, should I start Mike Williams for this matchup? I think you should. I think that the Dallas Cowboys defense has a lot of holes in it. And I think that uh, Herbert and, and the crew are going to be able to expose them. So, you know, I guess I am full go on that uh, Mike Williams hype train. I'm all aboard. Look, if Mike Williams and, and Keenan fumble or drop the ball, uh, as in case of Mike Williams in week one, and we're getting away with wins, I'm happy with that for the first couple of weeks. The guy's still getting used to playing at full speed, okay, in, in a live game. It's very different when you're in, in OTAs, in training camp, you know, when you're lining up against the likes of Chris Harris, you know, you know he's not going to take your head off because he's a teammate. There's a lot. If you look at that uh, end zone drop and you actually pause the tape and you look at Mike Williams, he looked panicked. I don't know whether the one of the um, uh, Washington defensive backs there actually spooked him. I, I haven't got the audio. I actually, I haven't heard it. But he looked a bit panicked. But look, I'm fine with that. It will get better as the season goes on. And we've seen him before making clutch plays. And you've got to be, you've just got to be positive, especially when Herbert is slinging the ball down to them. I mean, that touchdown was phenomenal. Four wide outs to the right. He was on his own to the left, picking up the rookie, touchdown. You know, we're going to see a lot of that this season. And I think if you're the defensive coordinator, you're the head coach of the Cowboys, the first thing you're going to do is. The first question you've got to ask yourself when you come to that building after that loss to Tampa Bay is, how do we stop the Chargers passing the football? How do we stop their receivers? Well, guess what? Good luck. Because if you can figure that one out, you're not, you not. I don't think you're going to figure it out for four quarters. No chance. You might do it once or twice. No, I, I don't see it. We're, we're, we're too good. And that might sound a bit big-headed. I don't care. I'm all in on the charge this season. We're, we're going to be cooking. I'm telling you now. <laughs> he's going to he's going to predict a fifty burger on the Chiefs if he's not careful. Here. He's getting giddy. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's a few things I want us to improve on. I'd like to see first of all Eckler more involved. You know, Snowy, thank you for your comment in the chat. 
Um, yes, we didn't need to use him, says Herbert. And I think that's absolutely fair, but I think we're going to have to rely on him and add something a little different this week. And I think number two, we need to use Josh Palmer as a foil because the Cowboys' secondary isn't all that. It knows what's coming in, in Keenan and it knows what's coming in Mike Williams. So use Josh Palmer, try and get something a bit different and get some points on the board. And I think we will do. I'd also like to see Justin Herbert run a bit because I'm not sure they'll anticipate it. I think that you can tell that he's he's comfortable in the pocket. He thinks he can pick out his man. And he's right, isn't he, to be fair? But I think he he's going to, with lack of pressure, he's going to be able to take his time, look down, and there'll be snaps where he says, do you know what? I'm going to take this. I'm going to run because they can't cover Palmer, Williams, Eckler, Allen, they can't kind of cook. You know, if we really go for it and really do a New Orleans spread offense, as Lombardi likes, I think we That's absolutely fine. tear them to shreds. I do not want to see Herbert blocking like he did last season. Like we've seen in the past with Rivers <laughs> when he got out of the pocket. I don't want to see that because he's going to come unstuck. Look, Herbert, he's fearless and he will do it. We've seen, we've seen with other um, quarterbacks of his generation, they will do it. But I don't want to see it. Uh, <laughs> I do. It's exciting. I think he's robust. I don't want to jinx the lad. Um, yeah. you know, Dan King agrees with me. He wants to see some Palmer. Curtis disagrees. He wants to see Roundtree. We saw Bursa Roundtree against Washington. I think he's got talent. I think he can... The, the thing is... He, he can block. Not, that dude can block. <laughs> he's a big lad. The thing is, I don't want to jinx him and, and for him to come into the game, get more reps and have a Kelly sort of fumble confidence. You know, use him in spells. Use him at the right moments when you've Worn down their reserve D-line, then bring out Roundtree to absolutely hammer the rock home. I like that idea, Curtis, cracking comment. Um, I want to know, what do you think about the lack of firepower from the Cowboys? Are we underestimating them, John? You know, they've got Gregory out. They've, you know, they've got Lawrence out. You mentioned Basham. Do you think we just need to be cautious? Uh, and, or do you think they're going to stop the run? Do you think we should need to adjust to, to, to change that? Can we take it for granted? Well, obviously, I do want to see adjustments. You're going to have a different game plan versus Dallas than you would against Washington. I think part of that is just, you know, you're not going up against Washington's defensive line again. That is one of the best defensive lines in the entire league. So I think there definitely is a need to look at and look at your point and go, well, where are they soft? Where could you potentially capitalize on them? Obviously, Tampa Bay capitalized on them pretty uh, pretty heavily last week. Tampa Bay's got their own set of receivers that are just outstanding. They've got, obviously, one of the best quarterbacks of all time um, still playing at a high level. You know, so when you've got all those things going for you, it's easy to put up points. So, you know, I don't want to go and say, oh, just just because the data, the stats, and the metrics say that Dallas had the one of the worst defenses uh, in the league last year, I don't want to go jump out and say, oh, they're the worst defense in the league, because I don't think that's true. I think when you go against an offense that's that's humming, like the Bucks are, because again, once Brady got into his rhythm, you saw how well oiled machine that offense is, uh, and he's they've now carried it over into this week one. So, I, I don't blame the Cowboys' defense for being you know atrocious. Uh, but to me, that also says that if you are a good offense, like I believe the Chargers are, they can definitely capitalize. So I want to see something a little different again. I'd like to see Eckler more evolved in the passing game this week. I think that there's going to be a need for it. Uh, I, I think that you're going to see the, the Cowboys maybe see what happened to uh, on some of those bigger gash plays uh, by the Chargers offense on third down and say, hey, you know what? We're going to sit back a little bit. We're going to you know, we're, we're not going to let we're not going to let them beat us on those kinds of throws. And I think when that happens, the dump offs, 
the screens, those that we were so used to seeing before. I think some of those plays creep back into the playbook this week uh, and allow us to kind of say, hey, if you want to overcompensate, which I think teams like Dallas tend to do because they're bad defenses. Again, not the worst, but I do think they're a bad defense. So bad defenses will overcompensate for what they think they see a team do in the week before. So I think they overcompensate on bigger throws, leaving those shorter throws more available. And that's why I think we're going to change this week and why we're going to see more Eckler, uh, maybe, maybe even more Cook, even though we just see a lot of cook um you know and i think we're going to also see more on the running game this week i think there might be a concentration more on exposing a defense that has lighter boxes because they they really want to focus on stopping the pass so uh that's what i think i see as far as changes this week in the offense yeah and i think going back to the washington game we left points on the field i i believe um we had a, a 10 yard a 10 play drive an 18 play drive that didn't uh Come to a touchdown, you know, and we need to start making the most of those opportunities because we are going to come against some really, really tough opposition down the stretch, especially when we start getting to the AFC Championship, etc. <laughs> but um, you know, we've 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 just got to be at our best. And what your point was, Bez? No, we can't be complacent because we will come unstuck. And what we don't want to do is come into the uh, game week three against the Dallas Texans. <laughs> I'm not calling them the Chiefs anymore. Uh, we don't want to go into that one and one saying we could have gone this two and zero oh because that then puts us as a franchise on on a, on a downward spiral. You know, we've, we've got to try and maintain that momentum however we can. This is a great opportunity. Dallas have got uh, players that can change the game, but I don't feel that they've got enough coming into this, into this uh, match. But look, they finished six and ten last season. They they've got. Um, you could, you, on paper, it, it was a narrow defeat against Tampa, but they gave up nearly over 400 yards. All right. Elliot was held to less than 40 yards rushing. Dak, the last time he played the Chargers, threw a pick six and an interception. He didn't have a good day. It was on Thanksgiving against Philip Rivers' offense. There's no reason why we can't just, just dial this in. And it's easier said than done. I know that. But we've got question marks again, Brian Balaga. Derwin James mm -hmm. hasn't trained all week. He's got a sore toe. Now, he was absolutely phenomenal. There's a reason why he got a game ball last week, Brandon Staley, because he was superb. Highest-ranked, uh, uh, charged defensive player uh, for week one. You know, the only one to be graded by PFF at 90 or above. There's a reason why he was graded at 90 or above, because he's outstanding. You know, my gut feeling says they've just kept him out of precaution. That, that guy probably doesn't need to practice at all. He's just a natural player. I like that methodology. Know? I like that approach. Yeah, look, if, if Herbert went down with, with COVID or something, you could probably put Derwin James in under centre. He'd probably still get 250 yards, three touchdowns and a, a rushing touchdown. Whatever He's next. Dan King at kicker. Dan King at kicker. Who knows? But look, it's uh, we just don't know. If, if anybody sat here last week... And said that every single AFC team, AFC West team was going to uh, finish week one, one and zero. Oh. Play my lottery numbers, please. You, you just don't know. All the Packers <laughs> are going to get absolutely mauled, and and Aaron Rodgers is going to have the worst game of his career. You, you just don't know. We can only speculate and, and project what we think might happen. And I think we're, you know, we're, we're going to come away from Sunday with a two nil win. I tell you what I'd like to know. I'd I'd love to be there when Jerry Jones lands in the middle of the field on his helicopter. He can't carry on the roof. 
it'd probably say something like my shoe closet's as big as this place. I'd love <laughs> I'd love to I'd love to be there when um, And in the when, L when it, send him on his yeah, way. Yeah. I like this snowy. We're last in the division. We need a win. We do need a win. And I'm gonna say <laughs> to the to the rest of the guys, predictions, put them on the line. I've already got Dan's. So Dan is saying we're gonna win 23-21 with a walk-off field goal. Please to God, don't make it be that close. He's already predicting we're going to miss an extra point. I want to know from you guys what your predictions are. Put your, put your nail to the cross and let me know. I'm going 28-14, Chargers. 28-14. So you think that this defense is keeping them down to two scores. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I know. Again, I, I haven't seen all the official uh, predictions coming in, but I, I do see that there's a lot of action on the Cowboys side. So seems mm-hmm. the Chargers are underdogs yet again. So I like those odds, though. I love it when nobody when nobody thinks the Chargers are going to win. Uh, I think we perform better without the expectation. So um, I think, you know, for me to make this prediction accurately, I need to get a little bit of inside information. Um, again, as promised and teased earlier on, I do have a special correspondent who travels around the country yes, and gives me some inside information. <laughs> Let's see. Who do we have here? It is... The traveling Chargers gnome. All right. He was seeing someone. Him. Someone kick him off the podcast quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, number one, he says Greg Zerline looks shaky. He looked shaky last week, missing two field goals and an extra point. And apparently, he still looks shaky, according to the gnome. So, to me, <laughs> that is a good thing. I think that we end up having a special teams advantage, which is very uncommon for us, but. I think we, we leave the game with the special teams advantage. So I am not too far off here. I think this game, 31-28 in a barn burner. And yes, that's going to be a win because guess what happens? It's 28-28. Zerline misses a field goal. Herbert, with less than a minute on the clock, marches us down the field for Vizcaino to hit a 50-plus field goal to win the game. We win by three, 31-28. Bring out the dubs. <laughs> Thank you to my, thank you to my wandering correspondent. Interestingly, Cowboys I did not thirty second on special teams. Thirty second on special teams, not not Chargers. Cowboys rank last in special teams on special teams DVOA. It's the, the, the yeah, the tide's turning. <laughs> well, look, I don't really funny. We're also getting some great, you know, the the, the gnome is having a say. I don't know how the gnome's going to eat his own hat when he's wrong, but you know. Fair enough. Welcome to the the podcast. And it looks like everyone wants them to win. I think we're going to drop this one. I think it's going to be the same score as you, but the other way around. 31-28 to the Cowboys. I think it's going to be lights out. I think we're going to annihilate them. We're going to be a bit complacent, and we're not going to put them away. We'll settle for field goals, and late, CeeDee Lamb, Amara Cooper will come through. But don't panic, because it's just one step down the road towards the Super Bowl. We're not going to go undefeated, but we're still going to pick up the Super Bowl win. Am I wrong? It's predictions like that where you're not allowed at SoFi Stadium. So, guys, he's going to SoFi. He shouldn't even be here with a gnome. He's going to SoFi. Are you taking the note for everyone that's watching, everyone listening to our podcast? Thank you. Make sure that you uh, get the autograph off the gnome when you see John at the SoFi. (laughs) He'll be. uh... He'll be, he'll be watching. I'm not sure if he's going to join me in my seat, but I can tell you right now, he is definitely eager to take a dip in Rivers Lake. So, <laughs> Yeah, as you hurl him in because we lost and he got the prediction wrong. 
if they get if they did get destroyed, this will definitely be the last time we see the gnome. God help God help you if they beat the Cowboys 31 28, because you're never gonna hear the end of the gnome. <laughs> no. Guys, we've got any final points to bring up before we bring it to a close? Yeah, it's a big shout out to uh, SD Joe Twenty One on Twitter. He he sent me a message before the uh, show saying, uh, "Great job," and he uh, he's a full time listener now. So, thank you, it Joe. Makes a, it makes a difference. Thank you so much, guys. I've got something special to play you out. So hold on for this video because our special graphic designer is nailing it, guys. We're on to the Cowboys. Let's go beat America's team and smash it. Peace out. Hold up.